This episode is brought to you by the Roxbury Urban Dive Bar, located at 1743 Grafton Street, right on the corner there of Grafton, right across from the Scotiabank Center. Make sure to hit up Roxbury before a Moosehead game. You'll get a lot cheaper drinks, cheaper food than what you'll pay in there at the Scotiabank Center. At the Roxbury, $5 food all day all night you cannot beat that they have a dj seven nights a week on sunday night consider it sin sundays that is an industry night three dollar shots and six dollar doubles five dollar pints prices like that you cannot beat downtown halifax wednesday night consider it 90s night uh the boozy brunch five dollar food fifteen dollar pitchers of caesar that is a weekend special whenever you're hungover get in there get some brunch five dollar food fifteen dollar pitchers of caesar that is a great bang for your buck and remember when you are supporting the Roxbury, you are directly supporting the high button. So make sure to get into the Roxbury, get some food, get some drinks, get some good service, and you'll be all right. Holy smokes, we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. You could be, what could you be doing right now? You could be at your construction job. Actually, you probably shouldn't be listening to a podcast while you're working construction. Uh, but you could be maybe driving your kid to school. You could be at your job, sitting at your desk. You could be getting groceries. You could be at the gym. You could be studying. Also, I don't think you should be listening to a podcast while you're studying. Uh, But whatever, you know, you could be doing a million things. Us as humans, we do things every single day in a podcast. That's the beauty of a podcast. You can take it with you. So as you take the high button with you, we try to give you the best listening experience. And today, I promise you will get one of the best listening experiences. Uh, At least I'm excited to... I don't know if I should promise that right away, but I'm probably the most excited. Out of all the podcasts we've done, this one is probably the one that I'm most excited for. Devin Shore plays for the Dallas Stars. He's a current Dallas Stars player. He's on the team. He flew in from Columbus last night back into Dallas. Uh, We were supposed to do the podcast earlier, but you have to respect the fact that he probably landed in Dallas last night from Columbus at like 3 a.m. So he's tired, said he had to sleep in, and then he'd jump on the the podcast with me when he woke up there, got a cup of coffee, whatever professional athletes have to do. Uh, So yeah, the connection with Devin, he is actually, he proposed to his fiance, Maggie, Um, and Maggie and I went to high school together. She is a great athlete. She is a great person. I messaged her um, and essentially just asked if you could get your fiance, Devin, to come on the show with me. She replied within 10 minutes. She said, yes, absolutely not a problem. Gave me Devin's number. I reached out to Devin. Devin responded to me within 30 minutes, an hour. My phone was off, but he got back to me the same day really quick. Uh, So, you know, I'm very excited about this. Any guy that's in the NHL living essentially the life that I wish I lived, well, any guy that played hockey growing up wishes they were in the NHL. So, essentially, I'm just going to pepper Devin with questions about what it's like to be in the NHL, current uh, scenarios that are going on in the NHL. I don't know if scenarios was the right word. Uh, Current situations? I don't know, things are happening that, you know, the NHL is a big media frenzy, so I'm going to get his opinion on it. Plays for the Dallas Stars, probably one of the cooler hockey markets in the NHL. Um, I hear really good things about living in Dallas, so we're going to talk to him, see how he likes it. Apparently, really good steakhouses, good barbecue in Dallas. Talk to him maybe about some food, talk to him about his teammates. You know, he's got Sagan, uh, Sagan, Sagan. Sagan, whatever. Uh, ben Radulov, that crazy Russian. Apparently, he's a, a really cool teammate. So we'll talk to him about that. You know, I, I when I asked him, I said, you know, could do you mind if I get 15, 20 minutes of uh, of conversation um, on the podcast? And he said, sure, no problem. But realistically, I could talk to this guy all day about 
the life that he lives. So I'm very fortunate that he's taken the time out of his day to talk to me for, I don't even care if it's five minutes, to be honest with you. I'm very lucky and fortunate that Maggie and uh, and him got together because I don't know if this would be happening if they didn't. So Maggie, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Thank you very much for, for making this happen. Um, so it's going to be a good one. Hi, Button. Once again, my name is Justin Belanger. If you're listening for the first time, Devin Short, this is the interview that we did. So enjoy. Here we go. All right, Devin, we're going. Thanks for joining the show, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Um, what time did you get in last night? I know you were in Columbus last night. What time did you land in Dallas? Um, so we were coming from the east, so at least we got an extra hour because we're, we're in central time here in Dallas, but it was still uh, 1 o'clock, I think. So it was, oh. I slept well last night, to say the least. You slept on the plane? No, uh, we usually play cards on the plane. I, I don't really sleep too well. I'm not. I'm not the best flyer, so I have a tough time relaxing on a plane. To be honest, who do you who do you sit next to uh, on the plane? Is it like every single trip, or does it switch up every time? Um, well, we're lucky. We have a, a nice big plane where each guy kind of gets his own section. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to sit with Brett Ritchie just because we both uh, didn't didn't uh, sleep or any or watch shows or anything on the plane so we'd always kind of shoot the breeze and just all right on go over talk talk sports and golf and whatnot so uh but but now uh since we've gotten a little older we each have our own little area which is nice unreal so last yeah. night like you know you're back to back everyone's tired you're done the game oh, sorry by the way for the loss sorry uh, no that. it's all right i appreciate it one of 82 I felt because I, t- I was texting you yesterday i was like oh good luck and then you lost i felt like i was bad luck it was, it was all in my head <laughs> no worries so no yeah worries. how does I, that i won't blame you what's that sorry i won't i won't blame you all right perfect so all right i'm not a bad luck piece or anything so you can come back on after too all um right. yeah so how does that work after like with the media like obviously everyone wants to get the hell out of there you want to get to the plane how long does the media have like in the dressing room to pepper you guys with questions and things like that um for most games i'd say it's a little longer than in, in a case like it was last night just we had a I think it was six games in 12 days, long road trip. Everyone wants to get home. So I think the media only has about 10 minutes. I think we were, uh, we came back into the dressing room. It was maybe quarter to 10 local time. And we were on the bus, um, on our way to the airport by quarter after 10. So it was a pretty quick turnaround. So there's like a sense of urgency just to get out of there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Win or lose at the end of a road trip. You're just, yeah, like let's get out of here. Let's, let's go home. Do you guys eat on the bus, or do you don't eat on the plane, or eat at the rink? Um, there's like a running joke in the in the NHL that it stands for the Never Hungry League. So there's <laughs> pizza and sandwiches um, in the in the dressing room after the game, and then you get on the bus, and then you get to the plane, and there's trays of food there too, and then oh. they also have a menu, so you can order <laughs> you can order for food from the back. So like we're uh, we're pretty spoiled when it comes to eating. Unreal. So, what's the difference from the NHL to the AHL compared for the food after the game? Um, I guess you, you you could say the the quality of it too, but more so the quantity. Okay. They're uh, you're taking uh, you're very well taken care of in the NHL, and, and even in the even in the AHL, they they uh, they treat you pretty well too. You're you, it's not like you you starve. Yeah. But um, there's there's plenty of food to go around in the NHL for sure. Unreal. Um, last night, do you know who the Nelk boys are? They were there at the game last night in Columbus. Did you see them sitting behind the bench or behind the? I did not. Glass? I did not. No, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. 
I was, I was too focused, I could say. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's one thing. Like when you're even playing in like a twenty thousand person arena, how many people were there last night? Do you think in Columbus? Um, they had a pretty good crowd last night. I, I would guess maybe sixteen, sixteen thousand probably. So like now that you're, you know, I'd I'd say that you're a, you're an NHL guy. You're not a guy that's going up and down. You're there. You signed your contract. Are you accustomed to playing in these crowds right now, or is it still every night you go out there? You're like, yeah, like this is awesome. Or is it just like a job for you right now? Um, I'd, I'd say part of kind of being a pro is, is finding that balance. I would say, yes, I am accustomed to it now. Yeah. Um, I remember my first couple games getting called up. You're, you're on the bench and you kind of catch yourself sort of looking up into the, the top rows. And the rinks felt pretty big back then. Um, now it's a lot easier to just uh, focus on the ice and, and just going out there and playing a hockey game like you always have but that being said um you hear the crowd is like whether you're at home or on the road it, it, it gets you fired up like a building like the bell center for example in montreal like you can't help but not appreciate that atmosphere so it's not like you're um wide-eyed and sort of starstruck by it but you, you can definitely feel the energy that comes from a, a nice big crowd well that was my next question what's your favorite rink to play in is it the bell yeah, it's the Bell Center, and I'd say Chicago probably close behind, and, and Nashville's a really fun rink to play in, too. What's the worst rink? What's the rink you hate playing in? Um, I don't like playing in Winnipeg just because we I've I've never won there in my career, and they have a really uh, – it, it's a hard building to play in. Their their fans are, are really loyal to their team, and, and it's a pretty, pretty uh, hostile atmosphere. There, there aren't any rinks that are, like, bad facilities or anything, but – if you ask me what rink I don't like playing the least, it's probably Winnipeg just because it's a tough rink to play in and we haven't had much success there. So hopefully we could change that this year. Well, and you live in Dallas, probably some of the nicest weather in all of America. And then you go to Winnipeg where it's snow and it's, I guess you're just in and out of there though. Well, the whole West Coast road trip in the winter would just be like parka season. You just need a parka, stay warm. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta, gotta make sure you're dressing for the weather. Does it, sn- um, but- does it snow in Dallas? Um, we, we've got a couple flurries, but, um, I can't say I ever remember snow like collecting on the ground in Dallas, but it'll get below freezing, um, overnight, uh, during the winter time and then get up to maybe five, six degrees. Uh, but, uh, the good thing about Dallas is that there's always weather where if you wear the right clothing, you're going to be comfortable. There isn't that, uh, that minus 30 where no matter you can put on five layers and you're still cold. So at least you're, you're comfortable if you're dressed properly in Dallas unreal um i was gonna ask you about today so essentially it's an off day for you you don't have anything going on or do you have practice today no today was an off day so yeah yeah. completely off so what are you doing today off day back from a road trip are you just lounging doing laundry catching up on tv what are you doing um it's a bit of everything i i I do like to rest as much as i can i I like to sleep in um on an off day uh and then since we haven't been back uh for so long uh there's there's some errands we need to run and um like my fiance it just got back like she wasn't here for the whole month of uh september october so we'll catch up maybe go grab a dinner or whatnot and uh just relax but when it comes to the evening time too it's definitely a lot of uh couch lounging nothing too crazy in the evenings are you like an xbox guy or do you play Fortnite and things like that I'm not a big video game guy to be honest but i love movies and and shows like i'll i'll watch uh uh, like two or three movies in a day sometimes. What's your show right now that you're watching? Um, well, I just finished Game of Thrones, and I loved it. Uh, oh, yeah. So looking looking forward to the to the next series. 
Uh, I think that comes out in April. I never got into um, that. People love it though. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I don't. I, I wouldn't say it's for everyone, but that subject matter, like the medieval stuff and the magic, that's right up my alley. <laughs> um, and then I'll watch like uh, uh, The Office uh, sometimes just before bed, just because that's nice, lighthearted stuff. And then uh, Maggie and I are watching Friends and How I Met Your Mother. So we got a bunch of different stuff on the go. Are you a Seinfeld guy at all? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a Seinfeld guy religiously. I, I obviously watched the most of the time when I watched Seinfeld when I, when I was living uh, at home, kind of in high school or grade seven and eight. I know my dad used to watch it a lot. Yeah. So uh, after practice, just or after dinner in the evenings, when I was just in the living room after homework or whatever, that's fair. That would kind of be the show he'd be watching, and I'd I'd tune in there. But I, no, I never uh, really caught up. But I, I I know guys that that are huge Seinfeld fans, like live and die by it. That's fair. Every well, yeah, you run into a Seinfeld fan everywhere or every now and then. Sorry. Um, okay, yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about uh, yeah, living in Dallas, like the hockey culture. You said like you know you'll go out for dinner and things like that. Are you going to be getting like recognized if you go to Costco or go out for dinner or like what's the uh, hockey culture like there? Like the fans. It's it's pretty good. Um, you get recognized. I'm, I'm sure some of the bigger names on our team get recognized around town more often than I do. I'd say I've been recognized at at dinners or the grocery store in my three years here, maybe like six or seven times. Really? But it's yeah. So it's it's not too bad. But then when you go into the rink, we play in front of a a, a packed barn, and and the Dallas Stars hockey fans they're they're uh, they create a great atmosphere for us. So maybe outside the rink, it's not a huge part of the culture like it would be uh north of the border but yeah. once you step onto the ice we i would say we definitely have a a rock solid nhl home ice advantage yeah i was gonna my parents went to a game in dallas like two years ago said it was a great city and just a great building and a great team to watch everything just about the city was wicked it was clean they just had really nothing bad to say about it yeah and i would uh i would echo that we're we're very fortunate to be living here it's uh it's a really good place to call home and also a really fun place to play hockey. You ever go see the Cowboys play? I have not. What? Uh, I've, I've ha- I'm not a huge NFL fan. Like, I like all sports, but um, there have been a couple times where I could have went, but I decided to go play around a golf instead. That's fair. But um, I've, I, I go to a fair bit of uh, Mavericks games because the, the drive out to the football stadium's a bit of a hike, but the, the arena we play at and the arena the Mavs play at are five minutes away. You ever sit courtside? I never have, but that's definitely a bucket list, bucket yeah. list thing for sure. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you because I know uh, I've kn- I've known Maggie for a while. We went to high school together. Have you guys? Have you ever been to Halifax before? Oh yeah, yeah. I go. Uh, we go every year. Sometimes maybe twice a year. Most of the time, it's in the summer after the season. Yeah, smart. Um, when I was in university, um, I visited her and her family for like five days right around Christmas time. So I got to take in the like we skated the oval. Oh, and did we you? Did, uh, yeah, and we we did a bunch of uh, like wintry Christmas things in Halifax. But I would say most of the time we spent there has been in the summer for for weddings and whatnot. And I got to tell you, it's a pretty pretty beautiful place in the summertime. I always enjoy uh, hopping on a plane out there. The fans in Halifax are gonna love you right now. That's basically who listens to this. So <laughs> all the Halifax community is gonna love you now. I think you just made... well, I mean it. I mean it. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's it's amazing. Speaking of Halifax. Um, well, not Nova Scotia, from Cole Harbor, Crosby. That's my guy. Um, I was looking at your face-off percentage, and you're 
very you're good you're like at 60 percent right now um i know you don't play sid a lot but going up against him in the face-off maybe talk about like how strong he is what he's like to play against the player like watching him on tv is completely different uh different than competing against him maybe you could give the the listeners a little bit of uh you know what it's like to play against him yeah no for sure and he, he was my guy growing up too he was always my favorite player and um I think the the biggest thing with him, obviously, everyone knows how uh, unbelievable of a, of a talent he is, and how good he is with the puck, and how well he sees the ice. But I think when you're when you're down there on the ice with him, trying to defend him, you really um, notice his strength and his strength on the puck and protecting the puck. Like when he gets low and starts protecting the puck and spinning off guys, there's not much you can really do other than kind of contain him and and take away his time and space as quickly as you can. But his strength um, on the puck and, and down low in the corners is is pretty incredible. So when you have a guy with his skill who also kind of competes and has the strength of a, of a grinder, it's a pretty lethal combination. Have you ever been matched up against him at a face-off? I have, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm one and one, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, uh, it was, the first time I took a draw against him was in Pittsburgh, and I remember that that was like uh, halfway through my first year. Yeah. So I was pretty accustomed to the whole NHL thing, and but that was still a pretty, uh, pretty cool moment because he's he's obviously kind of the face of our country, and yeah, going up against him was pretty cool. Did you say anything to him at the faceoff, or did he say anything to you? No, I, I wouldn't know what to say. Like, <laughs> I, I, I never met him, you know, and and he's like when you get on the ice, we're, we're competitors, right? If if I saw him maybe at dinner or like. Um, if mutual teammates uh, were, were grabbing a beer with him after after dinner, I'd like to shake his hand. But when you get out on the ice, it's it's a battle for sure. So you're you're not making too many friends out there. Well, here's what you do: when you come to Halifax in the summer, you get a hold of your agent, get your agent to talk to Sid's agent, and then you go out for a skate with the boys in the summer. <laughs> there you go. That's what there you, you go do. Stay in shape, even on vacation. Yeah, exactly. And then and then I'll be your in, so I can come hang out with you, and then I can get to watch the practice. So there you go. <laughs> Helping each Perfect. other out already. We'll try to set it up. There we go. Um, Radulov, what's he like as a teammate? You hear crazy stories. What's he like yeah. in the room? Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy. Just everything that happened with him. Uh, I, th- I think he really just got a bit of a, a bad bounce and a bad reputation. But he's like uh, hand to God, one of the best teammates I've ever had. Unreal. Um, yeah, like he he's he's great around the guys. And um, and his work ethic is so uh, passionate and intense. When when you see the way he works out there, and then he tries to get the guys going, whether it's being on the bench or the dressing room, you can't help but listen because you know he's going to back it up with his with his play on the ice and and just his brand of hockey and his style of play is is pretty impressive. I think he's one of my favorite players right now to to just watch as a hockey fan, and so it's pretty nice that we're wearing the same color jersey. Um, also, Sagan, what's he like as a teammate? I know he's an amazing player. Um, yeah, what's he like as a teammate in the room as well? He's good. I mean, uh, he, he, people forget how young he is still. Um, yeah, he is young. But because he's been in the league for so long, he's only two years older than me. But um, I haven't been around in Dallas for, for too long. Like I said, this is only my third year. But um, for what it's worth, even for a young guy like me saying, like, I've seen him grow into it from uh, a star player and do um, both a goal scorer and a, and a leader on our team. Yeah, um, he, he's a, he's a full two hundred foot player and and now he's more comfortable talking in the room and 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 leading the guys because he's he's been in the league for so long. He's won a Stanley Cup, 
So uh, he, he's a great leader for us. That's true, because when you guys go to Boston, when were you in Boston? Two nights ago? Three nights ago? Yeah, two nights ago, yeah. Does, does he get more fired up when he goes to Boston still? I asked him about it. He, he used to, but um, it, it's been a, enough time now that yeah. I think it's started to become just another uh, away arena for him. Yeah, that's that's fair. It has been a while. But no, that's another guy that you can just like, if you ever play on his line, like I'm sure he's a guy that just makes you better. The goal, I think you scored... What was it? Was it against Toronto? I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, that was against Toronto. The one where you put yeah. your tongue out? Or no? Yeah, that was uh, that was my rookie season against Toronto, yeah. I, that Dallas. was my last – that was the question I had last for you. But there was another – the one that I posted on the Instagram, the one where yeah. you faked to him and then you – Oh, yeah. That was uh, – I think that was New Year's Eve last year against San Jose. Yeah. Were I you, went back in. Yeah, were you playing on his line back then? Uh, yeah, like lines get switched up. Yeah. all the time throughout the course of the season. So yeah, I've I played a, f- a few games with with the big boys last year so that yeah. When you that's obviously a pretty uh incredible experience so you just try to you know put in your work and and chip in whenever they can cuz you know you're playing with two uh world-class talents. And then when you got the goal against Toronto, you drove the net and then you had the six celebration with the tongue out. Was that planned Michael Jordan style or no, was that heat of the moment? Uh, like I'm never gonna live that celebration down my entire career, but I, that was one of those ones where you you completely black out. And I remember coming back to the bench and everyone kind of giving me a smile and like kind of chirping me, like, "Oh, like what the hell are you doing?" And I, and I had no idea what they were talking about. And then we went in to the for the first intermission and they were still giving me the gears. And I'm I'm thinking in my head like like I just jumped in the glass. It wasn't that big of a deal. And then in a commercial break, um, in the second period. They were kind of playing the highlights that had had that had happened that, up to that point in the game. Yeah. So I was watching that during the commercial break up on the jumbotron, and I, and I saw, <laughs> I stuck my tongue out, and I, I saw like, and then it kind of the light bulb clicked. I go, oh, like that's what I'm getting such a rough time from the guys for. But honestly, in the moment, I had no idea I did it, and yeah. that's that's a, that's the truth. That's hilarious. Yeah, you probably just blacked out. You're just like, I don't know what yeah. just happened. Yeah. When you score a goal, like. Any goal in the NHL, or especially at home, um, it, it's and it, like for me, it doesn't happen uh, as much as other guys. So like, I get pretty pumped. So that was definitely just pure emotion, and that <laughs> I kind of blacked out. You must like playing back in Toronto, eh? In front of your buddies. Yeah, it's it's always cool because that's the the arena I would always go. I didn't get to a ton of Leaf games because the tickets were so expensive. Oh, but yeah. I saw. A lot of Raptors games. A lot. I, I played lacrosse growing up, so a lot of Toronto Rock games and, and oh, concerts. You, you played lacrosse? Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Yeah, I, I pl- actually uh, we won a in two thousand and eight. We won a national championship with Team Ontario. No way! Wait indoor. a second. Wait a second. How old yeah. are you? How old are you? I'm a ninety four birth year. So oh, okay. Four. Yeah. We yes. well, well, yeah. Ontario's unreal. We went to uh, Burnaby, BC. I'm a ninety one, so I'm a bit older than you. But I went to the Nationals, too, out in Burnaby, and we didn't finish. We're Nova Scotia, so we're not the best at lacrosse, but we won the B division. But I didn't know you played lacrosse. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, I played lacrosse every uh, every summer until I was 15. So uh, I went wow. to a lot of rock games in, in Toronto and, and whatnot. So did you I play- guess to go back. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Did you Sorry. play lacrosse at uh, in Maine? No, no. Once I turned uh, in my OHL draft year, um, I started training pretty heavily in the summer and oh. it, would, it would have just been too uh too hard on the body to to train heavily for hockey and play lacrosse so i unfortunately had to give it up but 
I loved I loved every minute of playing lacrosse. Does Dallas have a lacrosse team? I think they just got a uh, major league lacrosse team, like the uh, field lacrosse. Yeah. I, I know they were lobbying for uh, an indoor team. I don't think they got it. We got one but, in Halifax um, like three heard, months ago. Yeah, no, that's exciting for sure. I, like I, a ton of my teammates who I uh, who I played with growing up, I played in Whitby, Ontario. So like uh, guys like Riley O'Connor, Ryan Keenan, Austin Shanks, the Hossack brothers. Yeah. Um, who am I forgetting? Like I said, like a bunch of guys, they're all in the in the NLL now, so it's pretty cool. Unreal. Um, so yeah, I wanted to talk to you just one thing about uh, road trips at the beginning of the season. How many games are you in right now? Like 18, 19, something like that. I think we're uh, we're only it's uh, fifteen games in now. Fifteen games in now. So like, how important yeah. are these road trips at the beginning of the season? I don't know how many new guys you have on Dallas this year, but I heard that bonding at the beginning of the year is very important. So the road trip you just got back from was there outings like going out, get to know your teammates or was there a lot of familiar faces on the team this year in Dallas? Yeah, no, no, you're you're spot on. The the road's big for teams coming together because there are guys back home when, where they have a, a wife and kids, right? So when when you go home from practice at home, uh, they have to go home and be dads, right? And yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when you're on the road, um, that's like that's your opportunity to to gel as teammates. And whether you're you're 32 or 22, you you can kind of come together and go to the movies or have dinner um i know we did like a halloween costume party so stuff like that is what'd you go as for, for t- i went as jackie moon that's <laughs> yes, uh, good good from man. uh from semi-pro you can good check man. out my instagram there's a picture on there all right i'll check it out yeah on these grow on these road trips when you're going out to these steak dinners have you ever lost a game of credit card roulette oh yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'd say uh no, I, w- I wouldn't say I have terrible luck in that game, but I've I've lost my fair share. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't I would matter. Say I'm either I'm yeah I'm either even or I'm I've got more free dinners than I've paid for. So Sagan's probably no picking up all the here. dinners. Yeah, I know. After he signed his contract, he got a couple of the couple dinners right after that. So that was, that was nice. Unreal. Well, man, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We're on like 25 minutes here. I know you're tired. You just uh, got back from the road trip, but it was nice talking to you. Um, yeah, great talking to you as well. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. We'll uh, at the end of the season or something. If you're in Halifax, that's awesome. We'll uh, you know let me know when you come in the city. We'll link up. We'll do something. All right, perfect. Appreciate uh, appreciate the call, man, and all the best. All right, sounds good. Thanks again, Devin. All right, take yeah. care. Well, that was unreal. Um, Holy smokes. I felt like I was in the NHL there for 25 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, once again, thank you, Devin, very much for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, Maggie, for making that happen as well, making the connection. Um, everyone that is listening, make sure to go to all of our social media outlets, uh, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, Facebook, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Like, subscribe, comment, uh, and I appreciate it. Hi, button out.